What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in the pink room is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We've got a really good one, you guys. We've got some Raiders talk. We've got uh, Giants making the playoffs. we got some fantasy winners and losers we want to talk to you guys about. So it's jam-packed with some great stuff. So uh, please enjoy, and don't forget to follow us on social media, Drew Code Sports Talk. Uh, either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it. We have gone through all of the NFL schedule, every single team. We went through week ones all the way to week 17s. Who's going to make the playoffs and in what seeds? So, We'll see if it comes to fruition. Um, you know, there were a couple of surprises in week one, and there was a couple of uh, duds. And also there were um, some teams that we figured out that they're still the same team. <clears throat> Buccaneers, <laughs> Chiefs, still the same team as last year. So, um, but other than that, man, it, it, it's going to be an exciting year. Fantasy football is here also. Um, Cody, uh, I'm in four leagues and I went two and two. Mm-hmm. So two wins in two different leagues and then two losses in two in the other two leagues. So it wasn't great, but, um, I, I wasn't really, I'm not really pressed about it. I've already seen a lot of people in those leagues, like who lost or like scrambling for other players yeah. and whatnot. There's one league that I'm very hesitant on. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Trey Sermon in one. But it's uh, a league where every transaction that you do is five dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah, so <laughs> you have to really, really want. So I'm kind of happy that uh, Raheem Mostert got injured. I mean, it sucks for the guy, but I mean, for in sure, fantasy sure. terms, I'm kind of happy because now Trey Sermon, even though he didn't really, uh, he was scratched last week. Um, mm. He might, you know, he might start getting carries here uh, in the near future. So. Yeah, we'll see how that's going. But Cody, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I had physical therapy today and it is the last one for the week before uh, Monday. I have it again and uh, it's going really good. And then uh, just been, you know, working and then doing fantasy. I'm actually doing six leagues this year and I went five and one for week one, thankfully. Uh, yeah, one of them I demolished. The other guy texted you about that. And then there is, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then the league that we're in together with, uh, your neighbor, the one with defensive players, I lost by, um, I think by a hundred points or something like that in that league. So it wasn't very hot. That was the one loss I had. So, yeah. in that league, I actually didn't lose as bad as I thought I might, uh-huh. cause I wasn't sure how my defensive players were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, some of my defensive players surprised me and some of them, yeah. some of them, um, I kind of wanted a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah what I found with okay. defensive players is like, there's no, there's nothing that we have on them to go off of. So I just picked players who I thought were on decent defenses that I thought would be yeah. productive. And I got mm-hmm. lucky with some of them and then others, like, you know, I've had a couple of duds here and there, but I had, strate- I had a strategy. I wanted some really good linemen and mm-hmm. linebackers. And then I would worry about the uh, safeties and corners later. And mm-hmm. I actually lost uh, a lot because of a corner. Sure. <laughs> so, well, like, what's funny is it. in our, what's funny is in that league that we're talking about now is we only have three max spots for running back and wide receivers. And I'm looking yeah. at the waiver wire and there's a 
ton of available yeah. talent. And yeah. I'm there's nobody I want to drop for that talent though, but it's just right there and yeah. it's it's hard to look at every day, I gotta be honest. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's been there's a receiver that I'm starting to think I might let go. And uh-huh. so I've been looking at a lot of the receivers and I'm like, oh man. I'm like, no, no, no. Be patient. Be patient. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the same. There's I think two running backs and at least two receivers that I'm like oh man, they'd be great on my team. Oh, they'd be great on my team. And I'm like, but I look at my roster and I'm like, oh, there's nobody I want to drop though. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. No, for I'm not ready yet. to, I'm not ready to do this yet. So. All right. Well, um, there's a lot to talk about, Cody. I mean, there's, there's been a lot going on. I mean, the baseball season is in full motion. Like we said, the NFL uh, season has started. Uh, there's, I mean, college football, that's been pretty good. I mean, Fresno mm-hmm. state is, they barely lost to Oregon a couple of weeks ago and they demolished Cal Poly. And so this yeah. week we see UCLA. That'll be a really exciting game. So uh, go dogs and on that, um, that UCLA team is pretty good too. So I think if we win, we can, yeah. we could actually be ranked. Um, thank God that Oregon beat Ohio state. So that's really going to help us. So I know, but our defense has come alive. Our offense is explosive. So it <laughs> know, is a man. fun team to watch. So, yeah. It'll be it'll be a fun game to watch on Saturday for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right, Cody. Well, um, there's not, honestly there's not enough time to talk about Fresno State football as much as I want to right now. Uh, there's a little bit more that's going on. So, Cody, let's let's talk about the San Francisco Giants. Um, Cody, this uh, last couple of days, um, you know, the Giants have been playing the Padres. And uh, the the first game that we played against the Padres, we actually clinched a postseason berth. And mm-hmm. of course, in uh, in almost like the same breath, the the Dodgers then clinched the very next day. Right. So it was a little sad, but <laughs> it was <laughs> a lot of Giants fans were um, critiquing that the Giants celebrated the postseason uh, mm-hmm. ber- clinch and. I, I would I would push back on that simply because we were told time and time again, I mean, and even the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not let's not act like we didn't. Um, even the fans were saying, "Not sure this is a postseason team." I mean, I was on here kind of more optimistic, saying, "You know, they could possibly make a wild card push, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they'll end up getting that." And right. I mean, I wish I would have been more forthright and been like, yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. But, um, you know, it, it, realistically, looking at the team, um, looking at the picture, the starting picture specifically mm-hmm. are guys who all have just a large injury history. And um, so that's what scared me from it. Um, and I knew this team was going to be a team that was always going to be a tough out, whether it be um you know, they, they won't strike out as much and they make a lot of good contact. So they're always putting the ball in play, which good things can happen. And so you might sneak, sneak a few wins, but it's, it's been a lot of the seventh inning and beyond that. I remember when I first started watching the giants, like when the seventh inning hit, like you just figured the giants weren't going to score any more runs like every Mm -hmm. now and then they would. But now it just seems like they're always scoring after the seventh inning. And like the game uh, on Wednesday, as we're recording Thursday, they were down nine to six. 
And it was in the ninth inning, and I was like, they might score. <laughs> and I've yeah. never had that feeling before. So this was huge for, for us Giants fans. This was huge just for that Giants team. So you know what? Go ahead and celebrate. That was great. Um, and uh, obviously, we have to still keep winning if we want to win the NOS. But just knowing that we at least are in the postseason is an absolute incredible feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. as a Giants fan, especially after we saw the Dodgers win last year. Um, and then um, we haven't been since, what, 2014. So yeah, it, it's been a little while. So uh, congratulations to the San Francisco Giants. You're here. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited because I'm not going to be here next week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be. Okay. Go ahead. Tell the folks. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to be going into San Diego. Um, we're going to go see the Giants and Padres play. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and my kids and uh, my my dad this is kind of like his uh, birthday gift to me. Um, and uh, then my sister and stepmom are going to be over there as well. So that'll be really fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've never been to Petco Park. Uh, the reason we're going to San Diego versus we were going to go to San Francisco this week actually mm-hmm. was because we've all basically been to Oracle Park. Um, and so we were like, well, let's go see Petco Park and mm-hmm. we get to go to San Diego, a place that we don't normally go to a lot because San Francisco is a little easier to get to. So I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be that'll be really fun. So I'll be at uh, Thursday's game between yeah. the Padres and, and Giants and kind of seems like a, a, a need to win series for the Giants. So that'll be really cool. Yeah. I think to win, to at least carry momentum, especially, you know, we clinch, but we don't want to just, you know, let our foot off the gas. We want to keep that momentum because it feels like even during adversity, when we felt like we were sliding, we found a way to rally and go on a nice little win streak. I think we had an eight game win streak before today if i'm not mistaken and unfortunately the padres broke it but still um we had lost first place to the dodgers i think two weeks ago and then we got it back and then you know again regained our uh mlb record um leading the league so you know definitely want that momentum going into the playoffs yeah and right now as we're recording this on thursday again um the giants are only a game ahead of the dodgers but i like to remind my uh my Dodger friends slash family that um technically it's two games because we own the tiebreaker now so just so you know you know just you just want to put that out there so <laughs> you just have a little more work to do <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> um so yeah I'm, I'm super excited about that and uh it, it'll be fun this is going to be a tough series with the with the um with the Braves Padres. coming up as oh, well. Yeah. Um, we just, we lost the series of the Padres this week. So uh, next week will be, will be a fun one, but uh, the Braves, we gotta, we gotta play who are first in the NL East. So that's not going to be an easy one. All right, Cody. Um, so let's go into Raiders football. My God, what an intense Monday night game. That's one way uh, to put it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, uh, they were playing on my birthday and yes. the Giants clinched. So I was like, all right, you know, we're, we're on it. Right. And the Raiders were, were playing this game and I was getting a little, 
I was like, you know what? I, I'm getting older and uh, I can start feeling, you know, my heart a little bit more. <laughs> so, um, I'm, you know, I'm afraid that, of the heart attacks that, that the age kicking in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, what a game. I mean, it, it was, you know what? I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but it was encouraging slash a little concerning, I yes. think. Um, and it was, it was a good win. It was, it was nice that we won. We found mm-hmm. a way to win. And, and that was really the most important thing to me coming mm-hmm. into that or coming out of that game was we found a way to win, which is encouraging. And it's, yeah. let's be honest, that Baltimore team was a better team than we were. Yeah. But we had a lot of breaks go our way. Our defense really showed up. It, it, it was, it was incredible. And obviously I think we really had a, um, a momentum uh, in our favor um, because of our crowd. It was the mm-hmm. first crowd that we had at Allegiant Stadium in the, you know, obviously in the new stadium in Vegas. Um, and boy, they were loud. Yeah. <laughs> they were loud. I've, I saw a few times Derek Carr trying to quiet, you know, trying yeah, to quiet like- down the, the crowd. And I know he, he had mentioned that in an interview before that week. Uh, he was talking about, hey, if you guys, you know, are, you know, are at Allegiant Stadium, just make sure when we're on offense, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, keep it down. And there's a couple of few times it just seemed like he was annoyed, like they didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, Cody, I mean, what were your takeaways on that game? So a couple of takeaways I had was our defense is a lot better than I thought it would be. I will say, though, that I even told you about this. I do want to taper my expectations a little bit because you know, Baltimore is a good team. Baltimore, I think, has a good offensive line. Their run game is even is still really good, and I think a large part of that is because Lamar Jackson and his ability to move the pocket. He's a lot better of a pocket present quarterback than he was last year. It looked he looked really well improved on that department, but he's still lethal when it comes to running. Um, I felt like our offense was forcing the ball to Waller a lot, which he had 19 total targets, 10 receptions out of that. So that just tells you that he was the absolute number one focus point for the offensive game plan, which is fine. But mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen our receivers kind of get more involved earlier in the game. I don't think Winfro really had a, a target thrown or a, a pass really thrown his way that he was able to move on until at least the end of the first quarter. I'd kind of like to see him get involved, get Derek Carr in a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards actually kind of showed up, but he didn't show up until the last drive of the fourth quarter and the first drive of overtime. So He's a better receiver than we anticipated, but I would have loved to see us go to him because he showed his athleticism. He has really good hands. And, you know, I was really hoping that we could have used him earlier in the game. Henry Ruggs, I was a little disappointed in, and I don't know if I'm disappointed in him or the or the game plan to not get him focused. And then granted, I know that Marlon Humphrey, who's now Baltimore's number one cornerback, was on him majority of the game. So I, I got it. Like, it's a veteran yeah. on a, on a second-year pro Mm-hmm. But I still would have loved to have seen some sort of receiver screen or bubble screen to kind of get him open, use that speed to burst in the open field. Um, I was really impressed with our linebacking core, especially uh, Denzel Perryman. I thought he was fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I love the fact that um, Max Crosby, along with Ngakwe, they were just wreaking havoc, and it was great. Ngakwe oh, was definitely fantastic. absorbing the offensive line. Crosby was coming off the edge, and it was great. Uh, Carl Nasby was just dominant in the fourth quarter. It was great. Even in the small occasions that we needed him, he was fantastic. 
Um, I will say though, again, I want to taper my expectations because we definitely won with, um, with the crowd and the momentum. But again, with our offense, I really feel like that we feel like an offense that has all this firepower, but we just don't know how to use it. And we sputter a lot, which is my concern. We only rushed the ball. I think it was a total of 18 times total in the game, but Derek Carr threw it 56 times. I'd love to see our offense more balanced, or at least if you're not going to rush the ball, maybe have some, you know, screen plays that are almost like a run or some run action plays or something because Jacobs actually ran the ball decent and he actually had a rushing touchdown. And I really feel like that if you get Jacobs or even, uh, uh, Bell or not, excuse me, not Bell, uh, Drake involved. I really feel like our offense would take another step because now that opposing defense has a lot to think about, not only with um, Waller, but now with Edwards and Winfro. And then you throw in the, the running backs in that game as well. So in my opinion, my takeaways are I'd love to see our offense be a little bit more balanced, but I do want to caution because we have the Pittsburgh Steelers coming in and I feel like mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's defense is better than the Ravens because obviously they have less injuries. So yeah. I really want to see how we do against that defense um, come Sunday. So, well, I think I think what we kind of ran into uh, in a good situation was obviously we know that uh, the Ravens lost, you know, what twelve running backs, <laughs> um, and then uh, you had they lost Marcus Peters, which definitely does help i mean he's he's probably their number two cornerback uh marlon humphrey is a more all-around better player peters is more the guy who um you know he'll give up some big plays but he'll also make some plays of his own so you know it's kind of hit and miss with him but it's still you know the ravens still miss that i mean that's a big part of their defense um but i think the other thing is and i don't think we we I don't think it's been talked about enough is the Ravens lost basically all of their pass rush. Mm-hmm. They lost Yannick Ngakwe to us. They lost Matt Judon to the Patriots. So mm-hmm. those were your two defensive ends who were the blitzers. Now Patrick Queen looked really good for the Ravens. Uh yeah. he's a good young linebacker. Someone the Ra- the Raiders could have gotten. But anyway. Um <laughs> he was there. Yeah, he was. Um, but you know, he looked really good. I mean, he, he looked like he made a big jump mm-hmm. from year one to year two. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, that's going to be scary. My, my thing is this, we kind of also had a, an issue with Josh Jacobs because he was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had something going on with his toe, like all game long. And also, what they weren't saying a lot was he was out with an illness and they weren't even sure he was going to play until that day. So he wasn't even a hundred percent. So I I know in my, like I would have liked to have seen Josh Jacobs go in at that goal line uh, just before we got that penalty. I would have liked to see Josh Jacobs go, but he couldn't push with his foot. Like he was not breaking any tackles. He was going down almost immediately. Um, And it's, I mean, I, I don't want to make excuses for him. I mean, he had two touchdowns. I mean, he was he was big for us no matter yeah. what. But, um, you know, Jacobs, you know, right now he's still dealing with that injury. So we're not really going to probably see a lot of him again in Pittsburgh. I thought Kenyon Drake uh, brought a good spark, especially in the past game. You know, he had five catches, 59 yards. The run, run game, he only had six carries for 11 yards. So not great, but... 
you know, he he did kind of make an impact. The the play with Marcus Mariota was was great, but then he got hurt. Um, so that kind of I think that kind of threw a wrench in it too, because I think they had a few more plays for um for Marcus Mariota, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with you. I think Brian Edwards and and uh Ruggs needed to be more involved. Um, you know we saw what Edwards could do when he was catching the ball. And it was like in the fourth quarter when he was finally catching them. Right. And Henry Ruggs had a really big, really big catch. And it's just like, that was great. I just want to see more of that. You know, right. I want, I want him to be involved. And I did, I was watching a little bit, like they were showing the highlights of everything. And, and uh, there, the, the touchdown that he throws that Derek Carr throws to Darren Waller, um, actually, if you see Ruggs actually is running a cross route and he's running right in front of Waller mm-hmm. um, and he was open. So Carr could have easily gone to Ruggs. He probably would have got to the same spot mm-hmm. <laughs> as as uh, as Waller was. But Waller kind of broke a couple of tackles and reached for the touchdown. So all mm-hmm. in all, it was a better throw to go to Waller. Just saying, though, there were a few times where he could have gone to Ruggs. But, you know, another guy had a better shot at, at, at getting a few more yards, you know. And so he's going yeah. with obviously getting more. So, um, you know, I, it, Ruggs is still learning. Um, I, I did see a little bit more of an encouraging sign with him in my opinion. Um, but we obviously still need to see more, especially if he's going to be the number one or number two receiver, you know, we we need to see more. Um, and just like what you said, I mean, Carl Nassib was, he was so good when he, when he got an opportunity to play, he, he made it his own. Yeah. And, um, then you have, um, you know, Max Crosby just played out of his freaking mind, which was just so awesome to see. Right. So happy to see him just do so well. Um, and then Yannick Ngakwe, unfortunately, he got hurt, but it sounds like he practiced today. So mm-hmm. he should be he should be available uh for the Steelers game. Um, but just I think not only Ngakwe's presence <laughs> there help Crosby but also I it felt like Crosby was in much better shape he was like ready for the season yeah uh which was really nice to see and then uh, uh someone that I would say it was an unsung hero like Perryman as you said he was great um Jonathan Abram he yeah he really improved a lot better he yeah. seemed he seemed so much more comfortable in this box safety position right just seem way more comfortable which was great because we weren't we weren't needing him in coverage per se we just wanted him to keep an eye on you know if lamar left the pocket we wanted him to to just be a run stopper and he laid the boom especially when it needed to be you know and granted he would be some plays in front of him but he made sure that they didn't get past him which was great i i thought he did a great job this weekend yeah you know trayvon morig uh, the the rookie uh, safety that we got, um, mm-hmm. I really like him. Um, I thought he was encouraging. Uh, there was a couple of missteps that he had here and there. Uh, actually, the touchdown that uh, Marquise Brown caught, uh, mm-hmm. he he was actually in the free because Brown was on the left side, so he's in the uh, Morgan is in the um, free safety position, and he was sitting in his zone, and he sees Marquise Brown. 
So he's kind of trying to cover him. And then Brown starts uh, streaking because he sees Jackson rolling out. Mm-hmm. And Morig then trails him and he was, you know, way behind him. So he had no shot. So, I mean, I would have liked to have seen him do better. But honestly, that was kind of a, a schoolyard play, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't, you know, scripted. And uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to hold it against him, but, um, you know, I'd like to see him shore, shore that up a little bit. And Casey Hayward Jr., he did, he wasn't in there um, a lot. And I like to say that it was because his coverage was so good. And, and every time they did throw to him, he looked like it was he was around the receiver every time. Yeah. Like he wasn't allowing easy things. So it was very encouraging. This defense has what it takes to be good maybe not great maybe not fantastic but i think all we need is good or even okay mm-hmm. and I, I do feel like we can we can do some damage so yeah it was encouraging all right well we're gonna take a break and then when we come back cody's so excited he actually did notes for this one <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be talking about fantasy football we're gonna kind of give you a little uh, tidbit on how we're just so amazing at fantasy football, but really um, who you should be looking at to add on your team. So please stay on this podcast, listen to the the quick little uh, commercial, and then we'll be back. Cody, we get to talk about something that you like. I don't like. I love fantasy you football. Love. I love fantasy football. <laughs> I know football. the first time I we started like really hanging out, um, I asked you, I was like, hey, do you want to be part of a fantasy football team? And your exact response was, uh, do I like, what do you know? Oh, do does I a hobby you? horse have a wooden dick? <laughs> no, it wasn't that, but oh, that's a good one well. too. It was, um, do I, do I need air to breathe? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course, I want to do fantasy football. Of course. So I remember that. <laughs> I always think about that. But anyway, so actually, when people are like, hey, you know, they ask, actually, like when uh, my buddy started that fantasy league, mm-hmm. he was like, um, he was like, oh, hey, do you have anyone? We just had someone drop out. Do you have anyone who would want to play? And I was like, I mean, I'll ask, but I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> I'm ready to say yes, he will. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, let me ask. And you're like, yeah, I do. All right. Yeah, I don't think I've turned down a league yet. So yes, I will. <laughs> if it's if there's an invite, I'm there. All right, Cody. So we can. Uh, I'm going to leave it up to you here. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it up to you, and and then we'll just go from there. But um, would you want to start with who we should add first, or do you want to leave that as the last fantasy football question? I think this one will be a good one. Let's do the ads first because I feel okay. like you and I will conflict on what our decisions would be. And then we can end it heartily or I guess, good Lord, that's not even wow. a word. What is, what are we uh, doing? It's, it's 10 PM and it's time for Papa's night time. Turn, um, turn 31 and all of a sudden you're can't even stay up past the nine o'clock news. Huh? I've, I've been like this, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we'll we'll talk about uh, our our fantasy teams that both of uh, the leagues that we're both in, uh, just the two leagues that we're in, and and who was kind of our our best draft pick, and I guess so far, and who was our um, maybe sleeper pick, 
and then who's our bus pick so far so which i think we have plenty of both so yeah of course uh especially me because i went you know two and two so i'm not perfect yeah so folks if you guys want to just pay attention to what i'm gonna say that's how i got to my (laughs) five and one one. record in week one so thank you that's all right i play the long game so all right cody so we're gonna kind of do something here kind of thought of this on the fly and i thought it would be a little different than what Mm -hmm. you hear um there i was doing a list of who was a winning who was a winning you know player so for example we'll go quarterback so who was like a really good quarterback in week one and who was a really bad quarterback in week one Mm -hmm. and i was kind of thinking well why would i do you know, like, why would I throw in Patrick Mahomes, Tom, Tom Brady? Sure. Um, you know, everyone has them. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not a mystery, you know? Of, right. So I thought about getting guys who may not be on a roster, uh, who is a, who has a high availability mm-hmm. on a lot of leagues. Um, and what's great about the ESPN app is it actually shows you uh, I think most most of the fantasy apps do this, but it shows yeah. you, you know, how many, how many, what's the percentage of them being rostered? Yeah. Um, and um, I thought that was uh, it was an interesting thing, and so I was writing five quarterbacks down, and I was kind of curious on who you would add out of these five. So mm-hmm. we're going to start with winning, and then we're going to go to the losing quarterbacks, and who you would still add even though they had a bad week. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Ahead. Yep. I'm going to write it down. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so in the winning quarterback bracket, week one, we had Terod Taylor of the Texans who had 291 yards, two touchdowns. He had 40 rushing yards for fantasy football uh, points of 27.64. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he did. He had quite really a day. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I have Derek Carr who went 435 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, uh, and that equaled 28 fantasy points. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he was at 264 passing yards, three touchdowns, 62 rushing yards uh, for 34.76 points. Uh, Jameis Winston, 148 yards. Five touchdowns, which is, still makes me laugh. Uh, 37 rushing yards. He had 39.62 fantasy mm-hmm. points. And last, but certainly not least, was Jared Goff, yeah, who had 338 passing yards, three touchdowns, one pick, 14 rushing yards for 34.92 fantasy football points. So, Cody, a name was five. that? Hold on, was that this game that just happened tonight, or was that on Sunday? Uh, you're talking. It was on Sunday. Who are you talking okay. about? None of them. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Sunday. I heard. I'm sorry. I you said Jared Goff, and I thought Daniel Jones. I am so sorry. <laughs> I was saying no, no, no. They they okay. look alike. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they play alike too. Throw a lot of. They throw a lot of. Picks, a lot. Anyway, um, so who are you most likely to add out of those five? All right, from the winning column, hands down. Hands down, Jalen Hurts. And here's why. He's the outright, obviously, number one quarterback, as all of them are, too. I think his weapons are a lot better. He's got Zach Ertz. Uh, uh, and he's got um, his other uh, tight end is Dallas, is Dallas Goddard, I think. No, it's not Goddard. How do you pronounce? 
Let's yeah, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Okay. Dallas Goddard is his, basically now his new number one tight end. Uh, then they have uh, uh, Smith, who they just drafted out of Alabama, who was basically uh, Jalen Hurts' best friend then. And they had a great connection. Granted, it was the Falcons, I understand. But, you know, Jalen Hurts has showed great poise in the pocket, very mm-hmm. accurate, has improved on that, I think. I know that you're not as high on him on, as I am on him. But he's very consistent, though, and he mm-hmm. also rushes. I think he is basically a. I think he's tier two quarterback material, but with a ceiling that could potentially be tier one because of how good he is at rushing and throwing the ball. And I think not a lot of people give him credit on his improved accuracy at throwing the ball. And I think it definitely showed against the Falcons. And I will stress, I understand it's the Falcons. They don't have a great defense. I said that when we did our record predictions. However, mm-hmm. if I'm thinking of a quarterback for the future weeks coming up, Jalen Hurts, hands down, is the quarterback who I would want to roster. And in fact, I do have him rostered in a league right now that has a two-quarterback system. He is my number two quarterback. And I can honestly say that was a difference maker between me winning and losing but Jalen hurts out of these five quarterbacks. I feel like I would trust the most he's younger. I like his offensive team a little bit better. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that he's going to be more consistent. And he showed that last year when he was putting up great fantasy numbers in the end of the season. So that's who I would have. I I will say this Jalen hurts right now. He's like 92% owned. When I did this, Mm -hmm. he was like 66%. So He's been added a lot already, so everyone's already on that train, and rightfully so. I mean, he's not not only is he a accurate quarterback, but mm-hmm. he can run, and that does help in fantasy. Um, you know, my issue is there are games where he tends to run more than he throws. Mm-hmm. Now, in fantasy, that doesn't hurt you, but in an actual game, uh, I wouldn't. So. Uh, when I say when you say like oh I'm not as high on Jalen Hurts you're right it's it's mainly as a quarterback in general mm-hmm. but in fantasy Jalen Hurts is the one that makes sense because out of all those players maybe minus Terod Taylor um, he's more likely to run and get you points that way mm-hmm. uh, so if he throws an interception if he runs you know however you do it if it's minus two minus three. Um, he's got to run 20 or 30 yards and he negates that interception. So um, I I agree with you. Jalen Hurts would be my number one. Um, But I will say Jameis Winston was kind of a close second for me. Mm -hmm. I think he's on a really good offense where he could, he could thrive. Um, You know, as much as I want to say like Derek Carr, um, you know, we saw the offense kind of stuttered. Uh, to Rod Taylor, he's on a really bad team. He's not mm-hmm. always going to play the Jaguars. And then Jared Goff, I think he's better than than what he's given credit for, but he's on a really bad team. I don't think he does that every week. So, all right, Cody, let's go to the loser quarterbacks. Now, these quarterbacks scored twenty, or well, basically on this list, uh, eighteen fantasy points or fewer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, and these are guys who are kind of highly available and make sense. Like, I didn't want to put like, you know, Trey Lance, he you know, only sure. got like 0. 0.2 fantasy points. Okay. So, uh, you know, guys who make sense. So Tua talking of Aloha, 202 okay. passing yards, one touchdown, one pick, one rushing touchdown. 
He had 18.18 fantasy football points. Mac Jones for the Patriots. He had 281 passing yards, one touchdown, uh, 17.24 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 314 yards, one touchdown, one fumble. One fumble lost is what that is. That was 16.76 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield threw for 321 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, 12.64 fantasy. And then Matt Ryan threw 164 passing yards, one touchdown for 7.36 fantasy points. So out of those five guys, who are you more likely to pick up if you needed a quarterback and needed, you're not afraid of week one. Um, I would say I would go with Matt Ryan. I think he showed the most history that he can come back from a bad week and have a really good week. Um, even when he didn't have Julio Jones in some seasons, he obviously he had some complimentary receivers that he was still able to find and put up some decent fantasy numbers. Are we talking like in the 30 point range or high twenties? No, but at least a good solid 20, he can get you. And I think with him having Calvin Ridley, uh, having Pitts, obviously Russell Gage on there as well, along with some mm-hmm. other receivers, I still feel like that uh, Matt Ryan is a solid pickup or add or start if you needed it. And yeah. I trust Matt Ryan over all of these. I mean, two is a second-year quarterback. He kind of still looks the same as he did last year, which kind of worries me. I thought he'd be much improved, but he kind of looks the same. Uh Mac Jones, I think, looks really good in, in Belichick's offense. Granted, I mean, it went against, uh, I think they played um, the Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, they didn't play the Dolphins. They played, um, yeah, they played the Dolphins. Oh, they did play the Okay. Mm-hmm. So they did play the Dolphins. And Mac, jo- Mac Jones looked great, but he doesn't look like a guy that's got to throw it 400 yards. He's He looks like he's a prototypical quarterback who's got to just not turn the ball over and make smart decisions. But nothing wrong with that, but don't expect anything crazy. I don't really like Jimmy G and San Francisco's offense. They they're injury prone. And I feel like that he's a couple of bad interceptions or turnovers away from losing his starting job uh, to Trey Lance, who you just mentioned um, in a joking way. Mayfield doesn't have his number one receiver. And after the second half of the chiefs game, they were out of whack. They didn't, they didn't really bounce back offensively. Matt Jones Mm -hmm. or Matt Ryan, in my opinion, he would be the more solid one for, week two forward to have better production in my opinion every ounce every cell in my body wanted to say matt ryan Mm -hmm. but the last couple of years um i've kind of watched matt ryan fantasy wise Mm -hmm. and he has like he'll have like four of these games now where he just doesn't do anything and it's Mm -hmm. so unlike Matt Ryan and and I don't think you would argue that they still had weapons last year you know they Mm -hmm. still had guys they still basically had the same team honestly I would say they may have a few better weapons this year Mm -hmm. and he still throws up seven now I I will say the Eagles defense is a little underrated um but I don't and I don't think you're going to see Matt Ryan like this all the time but I do think there are going to be a few more games a guy I would get I wanted to say Matt Ryan, but I'm actually going to go with Mac Jones, the rookie. Mm. And the reason I'm going to go with him is he has been nothing but consistent. Not only did he, you know, beat Cam Newton and, 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 you know, Cam Newton, not Carolina Cam Newton, it's New England Cam Newton. So, you (laughs) know, not, not as, uh, as incredible, but 
uh, Mac Jones has been nothing but consistent. He's just done what he needed to do. He looked, honestly, in the Dolphins game, he looked the exact same way that he did in preseason. Like, it didn't look like anything was different. It looked like he started week one, week two, week three, and now he was in week four. Like, he just seemed like he's doing the same things. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't really turn the ball over. He's not going to risk it for the biscuit, which Belichick doesn't want him to. Mm-hmm. He falls perfectly into this offense, and he had a really good connection with Nelson Aguilar and actually Jacoby Myers as well, who Cam Newton could not get on the same page with. So for me, I, I would go with Mac Jones. He seems like he's the consistent quarterback because Garoppolo will have these really incredible games, and then he'll have a game like this. You know, Tua, <laughs> as you said, he's still doesn't look like he's really taking a step forward. I'm off of Baker Mayfield. I mean, he'll have a few games where he'll probably throw like four touchdowns, mm-hmm. but it's not what the Browns do well. They don't right. do passing game well. It's the running game, and that's why they were in the game for so long with the Chiefs, but eventually that's why they lost because they couldn't get the um, the the passing game because they're more of a run team, and and like I said about Matt Ryan, I ju- he just has these weird games where he doesn't do it. And if you're looking for those, you know, highbrow games, then mm-hmm. yeah, go Matt Ryan. But if you're looking for a consistent quarterback, a guy who you can basically know that he's going to get you, you know, at least 16, 17 points every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you're going to rely on the rest of your team. And that's fine. Um, but if you're looking for more of, you know, I need these games where you can get 25 points randomly, mm-hmm. uh, I would go Matt Ryan, but I, I look at it for, for myself. I always go consistent mm-hmm. and Mac Jones to me is, is that guy. Well, it's funny that you say that because Matt Ryan, 10 straight seasons has thrown for over 4,000 yards and 20 plus touchdowns. So he has one bad game. Every quarterback has yeah. it. doesn't matter who they are. Mm-hmm. Even Patrick Mahomes has had some, some bad games, which unfortunately relatively bad game to him is just a shade over 300 yards not so that's kind of a bad game for him but anyways matt ryan is what i think you're thinking of consistency i think you like mac jones a little bit more because i think he is there's a a finesse thing about him where he's a pure passer and i think that you are just done with the whole Matt Ryan, just because it's been so long since we had him in our fantasy lives. I think that's why you're moving on from him. Um, yeah, honestly, too, though, is Mac Jones really went against a really good um, defense in, in the Dolphins defense. Let's let's not forget that, you know, this Dolphins defense got even stronger and um he still put up 17 fantasy points in his first rookie game, you know, where he played the whole game. Um, so I was actually very encouraged by it. Um, and he's only going to get better in Belichick's system. There's always going to be these there. I, I know that Matt Ryan can, can possibly throw for 4,000 yards, but right now, like the kind of the way he ended last year and the way he started this year is a little worrisome for me. Um, you know, yeah, his head coach is Arthur Smith and he did wonders for Ryan Tannehill, but that doesn't mean it's going to, I mean, Ryan Tannehill could run Matt Ryan really doesn't run anymore. He's a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. So I'm to me, I'm not sure how well Matt Ryan is actually going to fit in the offense that Arthur Smith is going to want to run. 
And that's another worrisome for me. And Mac Jones, he seems to fit the Patriots. And like mm-hmm. I said, he's going to get consistent. I'd rather have the guy who's going to guarantee get, you know, 17, 18 points a game versus a guy who, hey, he might get 25, but he also might get six, <laughs> you know. So I, I just I like the more I'm more of the consistent guy. You know, I am, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I do well in fantasy baseball. <laughs> Um, because I'm more of the patient guy and I'm, I, you know, I like to look at the long term and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I, I, and like I said, I mean, I went two and two in my fantasy league, so I could definitely be way wrong. (laughs) Still early to tell. That's, that's true. All right, Cody. Well, so our last one, I was going to do, we can do running backs and receivers, but I think uh, that's going to go way too long because we went pretty long on the quarterback. So let's talk about our teams, Cody. Um, yeah, you know, so let's start with the um, the the newest fantasy league that we're in uh, mm-hmm. where we have uh, offensive players and defensive players. Um, so let's start with – let's start negative because I'm just a negative person. Um, <laughs> let's start with who was so far your bust of the, of that draft. So, so far my bust is, uh, Najee Harris of Pittsburgh. Granted he is a rookie, but you know, with what you, we would imagine is an improved Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. And he was basically the top rated running back of that draft. Uh, he only got, he got me only 5.9, uh, points for fantasy, um, I had Kareem Hunt on my bench who scored 17. I don't think that would have won me my game or anything, but it would have made it a little bit more competitive. Um, so, so far as of right now, that is probably my biggest bust right now of the draft. But again, it's week one. I don't, I'm yeah. not dropping him or anything week two coming up. He plays the Raiders. He might, he'll probably have a really good game. So we'll see. Jeez. <laughs> um, so it's very hard for me not to say Aaron Jones because of the game. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'm actually going to go with Cortland Sutton. Now he's not even, he's not my starter. So, I mean, how big of a bust is it really? But for me, I had high hopes that he was going to be a big target. I mean, Drew Locke had a really good connection with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like, well, obviously they didn't start Drew Locke. They did uh, Teddy Bridgewater. But I figured, you know, Sutton is still a talented receiver. Um, last year I got him and obviously he got hurt. Um, so I thought, you know, hey, he'll be really good, with, especially with Jerry Judy, the way he looked last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Bridgewater was going to Judy the whole time, basically, until he got hurt. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm I'm looking for Cortland Sutton to do well. But honestly, if he doesn't do well this week uh, with mm-hmm. Judy out, I, I'm, I'm going to have to drop him and go after someone else because um, – He's just injury prone and obviously he's not getting the targets and he doesn't have that connection with Teddy. So, yeah. all right, Cody, who was your, who was your, um, your boom? My pick? boom with, without a doubt was Cooper cup of the Los Angeles Rams. He scored 23.8 points according to our scoring metric in our league that we we're both sharing in the newest one that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, I think he had seven receptions for 100 plus yards and a touchdown. 
him and Matthew Stafford looked on point. Um, it was great. And loving to hear the commentary that they have breakfast every morning together, which means their chemistry is always there, which is mm-hmm. good. Cause what I was saying last week when we did our uh, AFC and NFC West division predictions is Matthew Stafford in this offense is probably going to take it to another level. And we're seeing it right now that bears game that they had on Monday night was a good one. Defense was really stout for both, but Matthew Stafford just showed that he was kind of meant for that offense. It kind of really works with his skill set, with his decision-making and uh, it showed his connection with Cooper cup was a huge difference. And uh, it was great to see. I'm going to, I'm going to say two. I got no, no, I'll say one. I'll no, say go one. ahead. Do All your right. two. That's fine. No, I got, I'll say one. Cause uh, for the next question, okay. uh, Deandre Hopkins is my boom pick. I mean, yeah, he was, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be a top pick, but um, six catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's been really good with Kyler Murray. I know last year he had a couple of games where he really didn't do much. He got like mm-hmm. four points or something, but overall he's going to get you a lot of points yeah. when he's, when he's, I mean, he was targeted a lot. I don't remember exactly how many targets he had. He had eight targets. So he was, I mean, essentially who DeAndre Hopkins is basically mm-hmm. one of the best, if not the best receiver in the game. Uh, just so good with his hands and, and the way he can, he's not the fastest guy. He doesn't have the best hands. Um, he's not the best route runner. He just knows how to get open and he knows how to get the football in his hands. It's, it's just, uh, honestly, I'm not trying to like do comps here, but he really does remind me a lot of what I saw in Jerry Rice, where Jerry Rice wasn't the fastest guy. I mean, he had some good speed, but he wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the best route runner. Um, you know, he wasn't, um, you know, the guy with the, with the biggest hands or whatever. He just, he was a guy who knew how to get the ball in his hands and he knew what to do with it. And that's what, Hopkins reminds me of is he, he's not he he shouldn't be this good and, but he is <laughs> but he is yeah and we've seen it on two different teams with yeah he was so good with the Texans with these crappy quarterbacks and then they he had Deshaun Watson and it was like oh my god he's better than what we thought yep and then he goes to Kyler Murray and they're like oh he's a rookie we'll see oh no he's good no. yeah <laughs> so that's my boom. All right, Cody, who's your sleeper on that league? So my sleeper pick for that league, if I had to look through it real quickly as I'm doing right now, I would say my sleeper is Keenan Allen. And then not really a sleeper. I think I drafted him in the fourth round, but I think him and Justin Herbert, who actually I both have yes. him on my team, Allen specifically, he's been a very consistent thousand yard receiving uh, multiple mm-hmm. touchdowns. I think he's had uh, eight plus touchdowns the last couple seasons, but his connection with Justin Herbert is really good. Um, he was start off slow against uh, the Washington football team this past Sunday, but came on strong again, very consistently. I think that is my sleeper for the rest of the season where I can expect production out of him regardless of the matchup. And he just beautiful route runner, great hands, it's going to be very hard for him not to get his average. And he's going to be someone that, I mean, I can't go without, to be honest. I was mad when you got him because I wanted to get him. I, I really wanted Keenan Allen this year in uh, all my leagues. I was trying to get him every time. Yeah. So, I yeah, that's that's a, that's a good one. 
My sleeper pick is, you know, I wanted to go with a defensive player because we really haven't talked about it, but it's kind of hard for me to say Aaron Donald was a sleeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just went after him early <laughs> because I knew a lot of people would want him. And uh, But I'm going to go with Chase Edmonds, also oh, okay. a Cardinal. Chase Edmonds, I wasn't sure what he's, what his role was going to be with the Cardinals, but I did know that they liked him a lot, even when they had David Johnson, even when they had, uh, who did they have last year? Uh, Kenny Drake. Drake. So I, they they seem to have liked to go to him a lot more. <laughs> um, so honestly, I kind of took a flyer on him because I wasn't sure what his role was going to be, especially with James Conner, who mm-hmm. is a guy who can do the running and also the catching. And so could Edmund. So I wasn't sure. And I was like, well, you know what? I think I'm going to go after him. He did really good for me. He got 15 some odd points. I don't know the exact, what is it? 15.6 fantasy points last week. So he did really well for me. And I'm really glad that I got him. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Obviously there's still a lot of fantasy, uh, football to go, but, Mm. um, I I have I have a good feeling about him for sure. Super good one. All right, Cody. Last league, and then we're done. Who's your bust in in the league that I run? In the league that you run, well, uh, bust. My bust. Let's see. I don't think I had a bust in that one. Um, actually, no, I did. I had Aaron Jones in that league. He was an absolute <laughs> bust. Um, it was really I had, tough. Oh, to, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> cool. uh, it was really tough to see that because obviously I drafted him so high, but. I was really fortunate. I got really lucky because I did also. I have Murray. Uh, I also have Hopkins in this league with you and Adam Thielen. They outperformed and kind of carried me. But yeah, I was really disappointed in Jones. I'm also kind of nervous. This, what makes me nervous is with Aaron Jones and kind of how they played. Is now the question is is that how it's going to be for the Packers the rest of the season? Um, because I would not be surprised if that's the case because obviously their drama with Aaron Rodgers was so um, publicized and it was a huge ordeal for a majority of the offseason. And now how much does it affect team chemistry? How much does it affect coaching staff and play calling? So it does make me a little concerned, but yeah, by far and away, Aaron Jones was the biggest bust for me in week one in your league. My biggest bust was James Robinson. I was so high on Robinson. Now, again, it's week one. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I I was so happy to get it. I got him in multiple leagues. And so far, it's not great. I mean, it's not bad. He only, he got nine fantasy points in my league. So um, we don't do the nine point whatever because there's some people who just like, I don't understand the scoring. So I just <laughs> make it simple. But um, yeah, James Robinson, I was, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. We'll see. I mean, yeah. Carlos Hyde looked really good. So, you know, I went after Robinson because basically they're Travis Etienne, who he was going to share um, carries with went down. Mm-hmm. So I figured, okay, Robinson is, is going to be their like featured back. And I wasn't sure how they were going to use Carlos Hyde. They mm-hmm. used him a lot. So yeah, um, we'll see how this works out. But um yeah, so far Robinson is is my bust. So who's your boom? My boom was Kyler Murray. Forty points, um, leading score on my team by far and away was the best. Um, it was either between him or uh, Tyler Lockett. 
But obviously, Kyler Murray, I mean, he single-handedly defeated and annihilated Tennessee. It was it was bad. They made ten, he made Tennessee look like a JV team. It was sad. <laughs> so I mean, I I could go a couple of ways. I could go Christian McCaffrey, but he was the first pick. So yeah. I mean, I can't really say that's a boom. I mean, you you expect that. Um, I thought about Chris Godwin, but honestly, and I won't I even though he had a really good game, I'm not going to say he's a boom yet. I feel mm-hmm. like he had a couple of drops where he could have made it even better. And mm-hmm. so that kind of worries me because in the postseason last year, in the playoffs last year, he um, he kind of had the case of the dropsies. So we'll mm-hmm. see if that continues. My boom is going to be Darren Waller. I went after okay. him a little bit earlier because I was first pick and we do, we do snake draft. Mm-hmm. So it's first pick and then um you last 20 pick. yeah yeah you go so i basically pick. have back-to-back <laughs> picks yeah, yeah the end and of the second so, and beginning of the third round right yeah so i i went after waller a little bit earlier but i really wanted a good tight end this year because uh, mm-hmm. last year i waited a long time for a good tight end and it hurt me so uh this year i was like okay i'm gonna get a really top end tight end and then i'll go after a, a decent backup later on who yeah. will be you know and uh, I'm glad I did because the Raiders targeted him 19 times, yeah. <laughs> which I didn't think was going to happen, but um, <laughs> it's not going to be every game. But um, I even told my wife, cause I actually played her last week. I said, I go, you know, babe, his birthday is on Monday night, which is my birthday. They're going to target him a lot. And she was yeah, like, Oh my God. And I was like, I know it's great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she was so mad but um yeah darren waller definitely my my boom pick all right cody who's your sleeper pick my sleeper pick in this one i don't want to say it's a sleeper but he didn't have a great uh first game but it'd be um clyde edwards hilaire um he scored nine points but i feel like with him in this kansas city offense he looked really explosive with them running the ball he looks like he's more involved in the passing game. And I think they'll go to, they're probably going to go to him a little bit more just because other than Tyreek Hill and um, Hardman, I think is their uh, number two receiver. They don't really target him very much. So I really feel like that Edwards Hilaire is going to get a lot more targets in that fashion. And I feel like that he's going to be my sleeper and somebody I can actually rely on because if Andrew, if not Andrew, if Aaron Jones doesn't work out, then I have then my backup would be Mike Davis, and I feel like I can roll with Mike Davis for a hot minute. But mm-hmm. I feel like Edward uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be that sleeper pick for me. That's going to help keep me afloat in the in the running back department. Mine is I was kind of in between. I wanted to say Damian Harris uh, from the Patriots, mm-hmm. but he all his points were basically just rushing i think he had one catch but i'm gonna go with jamar chase Mm. i wasn't sure if i wanted to get him um you know i I knew first there's t higgins on the other side who had a really good connection with burrow um but i knew that jamar chase would at least get a few targets because um burrow and him were were teammates at lsu and that's basically Mm -hmm. why the Bengals got him um, and then in preseason, they were like, oh, I don't know. He's, he drops a lot of balls. He was dropping a lot. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to get him. I was like, you know what? 
at least need, I need to grab him because of the targets. Like he's going to mm-hmm. get a lot of targets and he was going to be my backup receiver. Um, and uh, I'm glad I got him because it just seems like he was still trying to learn the game and I, he might've been trying to do too much in the preseason. And probably they were like, Hey, in the regulars, we just need you to catch the ball. Don't worry mm-hmm. about anything else Run the route, catch the ball live to see another down you know and and i think they kind of simplified it because he looked so good mm-hmm. and um yeah i'm really encouraged by that so um yeah jamar chase sleeper pick there it's a good one and he was my fourth receiver i picked he's my last one i was like oh just take a, a waiver on him so, yeah well there's still some good receivers in waiver but again i think what yeah. we only have eight teams in this league so there's lots yeah. of depth in there like i have Prescott and Murray and uh, in a couple other leagues, I don't even have a good second quarterback in that fashion. So I definitely have stashed some talent. <laughs> I almost said, I almost said my, my bus pick was Odell Beckham because oh, he's uh-huh. been injured, but I kind of, that was another guy who I was like, I'm just going to get him and I'll be okay if I have to drop him. So mm-hmm. it was it wasn't like I was like expecting him to do well. I was just like, well, if he does well, then hey, I have him. If he doesn't, I'm okay letting him go. So yeah, I almost said Devontae Adams was my bust, but he still had 10 points. So that's not really a bust, but yeah, it's definitely not Devontae Adams numbers from last year. And Aaron Jones by far <laughs> and away had a far worse stat line. He only had three points. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely was disappointed in Adams, but hopefully it'll bounce back. I mean, Aaron Rodgers seems like he's going to be a little bit more focused. He's going against Detroit. Hopefully that's a good confidence building win and they can make up the points that way. So, yep, yep, for sure. All right, man. Uh, well, that is it for us. Um, we thank you guys so much. Let us know how your fantasy teams are doing, maybe compared to our teams. Um, and we'll see who's better. We're better. Don't worry about it. Don't even, far. Don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you want to challenge us, hey, let us know. We're always we're always here to, to hear from you guys. Um, but uh, go check out all of our social media sites, which is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's all Drew Code Sports Talk. Also, go check out um, our YouTube page and subscribe to our YouTube page every time we put up videos. Uh, that way you can get that notification. You can watch those videos. Um, and then also comment on anything and everything that we post. We want to hear from you guys. We always want to know what's on your mind. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, and uh, we just want to know. We just want to hear from you. Um, and um, also go check out all of our um, well, go check out our podcast. Subscribe and rate and review on the podcast, and uh, go to any of the major podcast sites, which is going to be Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeart. So go check all those out if you use whichever one. Uh, rate and review. Like I said, if it's a one star, let us know what we're doing wrong that you want us to fix, uh, and let us. If it's a five star, let us know what we're doing right that you like. So. Uh, anything and everything does help so please and thank you for doing that in advance Um, go check out our partners at fnxfitness.com they have great workout gears great workout supplements go check them out cody is the gear guy i am the supplement guy and uh, i am 
I always recommend the supplements. Like I try and get Cody to do it so many times. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and they sell out quick too. So, uh, go check out their stuff. And if you're like, um, maybe I want to just get it there cause it'll be sold out. I've done it so many times. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll get, no, it's gone. So, uh, just get it. <laughs> but, uh, when you do that, uh, you can actually get 15% off your whole purchase by using a promo code that Cody will explain what to do and what to type in. So, Cody? That's right, guys. Go to our website, DrewCodeSportsLock.com. There's a link on our homepage that you want to click on. It'll take you directly to FNXFit.com. And then you guys can begin your shopping journey there, getting the gear that Drew had mentioned and the supplements. I'm actually wearing one of the shirts today. I wore it to physical therapy. And again, it is, I can't express enough how great their gear is and it's really top notch and anyways i'd again highly recommend it get the supplements and then you want to use the promo code drew code 15 to get 15 percent off the total purchase at the time of checkout and then that is a special code directly for you guys for that discount so definitely catch up on all that and redeem immediately because you guys will not regret it uh, while you guys are on our website, go ahead and just browse around, check out all the good stuff that we have on there. We've got our uh, Instagram content on there, our YouTube videos on there, some full episodes of our podcast of Drew Code, along with our other podcast, Two Bays in a Pod, that we did last year. So definitely check out all those episodes. Uh, and you guys can also leave us questions on the website as well. There's a couple of areas where you guys can leave us any sort of suggestion for topics. You guys want to interact with us, which we'd love to talk to you guys. So definitely check out that and please submit questions, all that good stuff. Uh, and that's pretty much it, you guys. I mean, we're really thankful for you guys listening to us and being a part of this journey. Believe it or not, Drew, we've done Drew Code for four years now, uh, working wow. on a year and a half on podcasting itself. So it's wow. definitely been a journey. We appreciate you guys following us. So uh, please don't forget to wear your mask, wash your hands, please get vaccinated, be nice to one another. And we will see you guys next week. Well, actually, no, we won't see you guys next week. We'll see you guys in two weeks when yeah, Drew right. returns. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you then. See you.